episode 133 of the Truth Quest podcast, the truth about the Paris Climate Accord and purposeful ignorance. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and topics such as the Paris Climate Accord, the social media purge of 2021, secession, the 2020 presidential election, or Walter E. Williams comes up, please share the topic-specific TruthQuest episode with your debate partner. Episodes are available on a host of platforms including iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean.com, BitChute, Brighteon, ThinkSpot, Rumble, and I'm also on Instagram where I post five to six minute highlights of each program. Check out Instagram.com forward slash TruthQuestPodcast. Whatever platform you may be listening to this on, please take a moment and scroll down and give it a five-star rating or leave a positive review. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way, the TruthQuest podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through online advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for details. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. If ever a topic was right for the TruthQuest podcast, it's the Paris Climate Accord. What makes it so perfect is the amount of virtue signaling that it evokes, resulting in people breathlessly applauding its birth, raging over its death, and celebrating its resurrection. All the while ignoring the fact that getting to the truth would literally take five minutes on an internet search. Just to give you a sense of how much effort it takes to get to the truth about topics like this, I spent exactly 30 minutes researching this topic and about 45 pulling together my thoughts, which I'm sharing with you now. Sounds like a fun afternoon, huh? Let's be honest. The reaction to the Paris Climate Accord is nothing new to liberals and the National Democrats, as they have been hawking climate change for decades as a way to take control of the economy and redistribute wealth from the U.S. to other nations, as I will demonstrate in this episode. Anyways, the Paris Climate Accord is just the latest iteration. So that's nothing new. What is new, and what continues to amaze me, is the level of purposeful ignorance. Now, not stupidity, mind you, but ignorance purposely entered into by our friends, family, neighbors, and colleagues when it comes to certain political ideas and public policy prescriptions. Never before in the history of the world has mankind had so much information available to them in a matter of seconds. No trip to the library, no investment in encyclopedias and books, just a few clicks and bam, there it is. Yet despite that fact, people choose to bask in their ignorance. They celebrate tens of millions of dead babies as a choice. They wear masks and sheepishly agree to lockdowns despite the science. They applaud politicians for raising the minimum wage. They tell themselves that rioting, looting, and arson are mostly peaceful. Trump is a Russian asset. The country is systemically racist. Biden won the cleanest, fairest, most transparent election in history. I could go on and on. Hell, just look at the titles of my podcast episodes to get a further sense of what I'm talking about. Back to the topic at hand. So Biden just re-entered the United States into the Paris Climate Accord, and the Democrats across the land are celebrating. It's all over social media. All the Alphabet Soup news outlets ran glowing stories, breathlessly presenting the news while casting more daggers on President Trump for withdrawing the U.S. in the first place. So let's start at the beginning. What the hell is the Paris Climate Accord? It's a non-binding agreement that Obama unilaterally entered the United States into with some 200 other countries. According to the language of the agreement, it attempts to, quote, 
bring all nations into common cause to undertake ambitious efforts to combat climate change and adapt to its effects, end quote. Supporters of the agreement claim it is necessary to avert the disastrous consequences of climate change. These folks never get tired of drumming up disaster and pending doom. It's quite remarkable. Under the agreement, the United States pledged to reduce its greenhouse gas emissions by 26 to 28 percent below its 2005 level by the year 2025. This would be accomplished by transitioning from fossil fuels to renewable sources of energy. According to the New York Times, the Paris Climate Accord was, quote, a landmark accord that will for the first time commit nearly every country to lowering planet-warming greenhouse gas emissions to help stave off the most drastic effects of climate change. Sounds great, doesn't it? So what is the truth about the Paris Climate Accord? Well, number one, it's a non-binding agreement. It's not a treaty. It was not ratified by the United States Senate as is constitutionally required for treaties. You must always keep that word non-binding in mind whenever you're discussing this agreement. And you must ask yourself the question, why is it a non-binding agreement rather than a treaty? Why didn't Obama just ram it through Congress like he did Obamacare? Maybe it has something to do with the consequences of the agreement. More on that in a minute. Since Obama committed the nation with, without congressional approval, President Trump uncommitted the nation, and now Biden recommitted us. Isn't that alone enough to point out the absurdity of the entire situation? Number two, the only way to get all the governments to sign on to this agreement was for them to realize that they weren't actually on the hook for anything. It's non-binding. There's that word again. Number three, the agreement has more to do with social justice identity politics than it does the climate. Consider early in the text of the agreement, it declares that climate action must include concern for, quote, gender equality, empowerment of women, and intergenerational equity, end quote. Oh, and it also talks about the concept of climate justice. This sounds more like a rainbow coalition agenda than a climate-related initiative. Number four, the Paris Climate Accord would raise energy costs considerably. Although renewable energy is laudable and will likely become feasible in the future, Prematurely transitioning to greener sources will create economic problems for everyone. Alternative sources of energy like wind and solar are far more expensive and less reliable for obvious reasons than traditional sources. Studies have shown over and over again that generating electricity via wind and solar is two and a half to five times more expensive than electricity generated from existing coal and nuclear power. I can't help but point this out again. It took me less than 60 seconds to find that statistic. So let's just pause here for a minute and consider what I just said in light of the advocates and cheerleaders for this accord. It is highly likely that these same people consider themselves advocates for the poor, right? Which is, again, very laudable. They likely enthusiastically support every welfare program imaginable. They applaud the failed war on poverty. They denigrate the rich and dastardly billionaires. See episode 36 for more on that. And they buy into all the class warfare BS peddled by the media and national Democrats. Well, the Paris Agreement saddles producers with burdensome regulations that increase the cost of doing business. Ultimately, these costs are either passed on to consumers or are absorbed by the businesses, which can result in lower employment and less investment in their business, which hurts the labor and capital markets. Now, I ask these compassionate woke warriors to consider some economic laws. 
For example, the fact that inflation by way of rising prices, including rising energy prices, always disproportionately affects lower income people the most. I mean, it doesn't take a master's degree in economics to understand that someone who makes $24,000 a year will be more detrimentally impacted by rising prices than someone pulling down six figures. It doesn't matter if it's toilet paper, ground beef, beer, or electricity. The rising prices hurt the lower income the most because a larger percentage of their income is consumed by the raised price of the goods they are buying. Every additional dollar that lower income families spend on lighting and heating their home is a dollar that is now no longer available to pay for housing, food, clothes, and health care. By raising energy prices, the Paris Agreement would make it harder for those families to afford the things they need. That doesn't sound very compassionate to me. Well, you say, we can subsidize the poor and make up for the rising cost of energy. Okay, sure. The national debt's already approaching $30 trillion. The money supply is what, doubled in the last 10 years as the Federal Reserve irresponsibly prints money like they're a potato chip factory? The only difference is in order to make potato chips, you gotta first grow potatoes. The Fed simply creates dollars out of thin air. Hell, do you realize that Bitcoin, a digital currency, has more scarcity properties than the U.S. dollar? Sure, let's just keep spending, spending, and spending more money that we don't have. I'm sure that'll end well. Number five, the dirty little secret about all the climate change initiatives is they are schemes to redistribute wealth from American taxpayers to international corporations and less developed countries. The Paris Agreement is no different. The redistribution is orchestrated through the United Nations Green Climate Fund, which seeks to help developing countries purchase and construct alternative energy infrastructure. A significant portion of the multi-billion dollar budget for the Green Climate Fund will be financed by, drumroll please, America, the country that prints dollars out of thin air. The fund is a crony capitalism swamp. Green energy companies lining up to line their pockets with all the green energy spending. I'm sure there won't be any corruption, waste, fraud, or abuse in this program. I mean, all government-run programs are efficient. And finally, number six, the Paris Climate Accord will fail even on its own terms. Even if all these countries met their Paris pledges, warming is still projected to hit 3 degrees Celsius, well beyond the so-called safe levels of 1.5 to 2 degrees. There's damn near unanimity of the deal falling apart once individual countries realize that they are expected to sacrifice their economic growth and take one for the team, the team being the world. Yeah, right. Consider some of the squabbling that occurred around the globe in the year or two after Obama first signed the accord. In August 2018, an effort in Australia to transition away from coal resulted in the ouster of the Prime Minister. The man who replaced him, Scott Morrison, endeared himself to the industry by bringing a lump of coal into Parliament. Brazilians elected Jair Bolsonaro, who had pledged to promote agribusiness interests in the Amazon forest. In Poland, the host country of United Nations talks about climate change a few years ago, the right-wing president, Andrzej Duda, opened the negotiations by saying flatly that his country did not intend to abandon coal. Meanwhile, there are over 1,200 coal plants either under construction or planned in Asia. Does that sound green to you? 
Oh, and the emissions in China have grown over the past two years, clearly signaling their inability to shift away from its coal-dependent industrial economy. Oh, and do you remember what happened in France when they imposed ridiculous energy taxes a few years ago? At the end of the day, the Paris Climate Accord is yet another example of symbolism over substance being sold by our esteemed woke warriors. The agreement is all words with no action. Just keep beating the drum about climate change, ignoring the consequences of the proposals you are pushing. Keep teaching it in schools without presenting the other side of the argument. Keep people riled up and hate-filled toward climate deniers, yet blissfully ignorant, and you have got yourself a nice voting block. The Paris Agreement never had a chance to, of seriously denting global emissions, and all along has been a vehicle to redistribute wealth to the tune of trillions of dollars. The reason it is called the Paris Agreement and not the Paris Treaty is that the framers didn't want the U.S. Senate to get a crack at rejecting it the way they voted down the Kyoto Protocol during Bill Clinton's administration. And you know how we're always told to follow the science, which is just another way of saying follow the facts. Well, the fact is, as long as fossil fuels are the cheapest fuels out there, they will continue to be used. No amount of propaganda will change that fact. Climate alarm is like your neighbor's car alarm, a blaring noise that most people tune out. First, we had the fear of global cooling in the 1970s. When that didn't play out, they switched to global warming, and when people got tired of hearing that horn, they changed to extreme weather. The Paris Climate Accord is just the most recent tool in their alarmist toolbox. And that is the truth about the Paris Climate Accord and purposeful ignorance. Please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. 